Hey, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. We have uh, with us the usual, and that would be, of course, Joe Henderson and Ira Kaufman, the Sunshine Boys themselves. I'm Jim Williams, the sports director of SportsTalkFlorida.com. We also have two guests with us, Pat Yasinkas of Today'sPinkskin.com. And we have Allison Posey, who is the sports director of ABC 27 WTXL in Tallahassee, who has been with us before. We welcome her back. Welcome, guests. And um, Yaz, I guess because you are here as a first-timer, we want to get you to chat with us a little bit about what's going on this weekend, the NFL, and what you're looking forward to seeing this week. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's start here at home and, uh, the Broncos come into town, which is going to be an awfully big challenge for, for the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks, you know, are not off the start they would like to be. Um, defensively, they didn't, they didn't have a good outing the other day, uh, and that, that hurt them badly. Um, and obviously the Super Bowl champions are, are a big, big challenge, so. I'm looking to see how the Bucks respond to that and see if they can compete in this game. And then the other game that really intrigues me is New Orleans at San Diego, which may not sound like a great game, but it's Drew Brees' return to San Diego for the first time since he left there 10 years ago. And I've gotten to, gotten to know Drew pretty well through the years, and one thing I know about Drew is he is a very competitive guy who keeps a chip on his shoulder, which is part of what makes him so good. And uh, he still, still to this day, resents the fact that, uh, that San Diego uh, kind of ran him out of town to go with Phil Rivers. So he's going to be out to prove a point, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a huge passing day out of Drew Brees. Joe, Ira? Well, uh, Yaz, what do you think about uh, – we got a Thursday night game tonight with the Dolphins uh, up at Cincinnati. What do you think of that one? Oh, we got to get your Cincinnati boys in. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it's a good game. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it. It is in Cincinnati, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, then I'm I'm going to give the nod to Cincinnati. Um, they – uh, they've had a little bit of a rocky start, um, but I think they're a pretty good team. Marvin Lewis is a very good coach. Um, Miami is a team that's improving, but I don't think they're there yet. So I'll go with the Bengals on that one. Well, and, and keeping it in state, you've got the uh, Jags uh, flying all the way to London uh, to play the Colts. And, uh, it looks to me like uh, something's not right with Blake Bortles. He was supposed to take that step forward this year. Um, yeah. Instead, I think he stepped in a hole. Yeah, he definitely has. And uh, that's not good. And, uh, you know, Gus Bradley, uh, the hot the hot seat rumors are already starting, uh, and they're, they're really heating up. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if they go to London and get embarrassed. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Jaguars go ahead and make a move now. Um, it's been done before, um, and coincidentally, I can't remember who it was last year, but 
somebody somebody went to London and uh, got shellacked and uh, and they got they got fired. It was the Dolphins. It was the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I could, I could see Gus Bradley getting a uh, a similar fate, uh, you know, if they don't uh, at least turn in a, a decent performance. You're listening to the Sunshine Boys podcast here on SportsTalkFlorida.com with Pat Yasinkis of today's Pigskin, Allison Posey of ABC 27 in Tallahassee, and our Sunshine Boys. Of course, Joe Henderson, Ira Kaufman. Ira, you had said yourself last time we chatted that you you pretty much agreed with Yaz in this regard that uh, that Gus may not return from uh, from London if uh, Jacksonville um, loses. And any speculation from the bunch of you, Allison included, on who might be um, the next coach of, or at least the interim coach of the Jags, if by chance they lose? Uh, I'm, I'm well, thinking. I'll, I'll uh, take the first shot at that. Um, I I don't know if it would be. It might have to be an interim situation, but uh, I I think the guy to keep an eye on is Tom Coughlin. He he still wants to coach very much so, and he obviously had some some good success in Jacksonville, and he's he's still well thought of in Jacksonville. So he would be the logical guy in my eyes. The only question is his age and does he have the energy to keep coaching. He says he does, and uh, you know I I don't think uh, I don't think Tom's the kind of guy that would stick with something if he if he didn't still have the passion for it. I think Tom only lives about a half an hour from the training complex. Yeah, and um, of course Jim, that would be his second stint. Uh, with, with the Jags in the first one, he had a lot of success uh, yeah. very quickly. Uh, I want to address a few NFL remarks to uh, young uh, Miss Posey, Jim. Okay. Uh, Allison, uh, listen, listen closely here because uh, among the myriad problems uh, afflicting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the moment, <laughs> and as Pat mentioned, the defense is terrible, uh, and Dirk Cutter made a bonehead move. Uh, in terms of clock management last week. That didn't help. Uh, but guess what? Uh, Roberto Aguayo has, <laughs> has returned as a major concern. Uh, the Bucks thought they uh, had dodged a bullet when he struggled in preseason. Then he seemed to straighten out. Now the games count, Jim, and the guy uh, is very, very shaky. This is a very sensitive situation. General manager moved up to get him in the second round. That immediately put him in the spotlight. Allison, uh, he's on a short leash, in my opinion, before they have to bring somebody in to at least compete uh, against him. Um, are you shocked about how uh, how his confidence is uh, is wavering at this moment? Um, a, a little bit, yeah, because, I mean, he was so spot on here in Tallahassee. Um, I mean, the kid never missed inside the 40 uh, his entire career at Florida State. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a big stage, and you can't – I mean, at the end of the day, you got to remember, the kid's, what, 21, 22 years. I mean, he's young, and it's not an excuse. It's your job. I mean, you're getting paid the big bucks to, to kick field goals, but uh, – 
I mean, yes and no. I mean, he, he struggled early. He, you know, got the help he needed. Uh, I think a lot of it's mental. I mean, it's it's a it's a mental game, and once you're kind of in that block, you it's hard to break. Um, you know, I don't know what it's going to take for him to break it, but I think I think all of it's. I mean, the kid can kick. We know, we know that. Um, I think a lot of it is mental. I think the pressure, you know, the money, the big stage, the people talking. It's some it's adversity he's never had to deal with before. So instead of dealing with something like this in college and learning how to cope, he's having to deal with it where it's your job now. <laughs> so uh it'll be interesting to see how he uh how he deals with it, but I mean it's a mental thing. I mean it's it's going to I mean each person's different to see how long it takes to to overcome something like that. You are listening to the Sunshine Boys podcast on sportstalkradio.com and blogtalkradio.com. We will be right back after these messages. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that uh, do you think in a case like this, uh, you know, that a sports psychiatrist would be somebody that uh, – a psychologist, I'm sorry would be somebody that uh, it might be uh, interesting to uh, at least bring in and, and have a, a well, couple he's, of I sessions. Well, I mean, he's already done that. I mean, he, oh, he yeah. did that after preseason and, and got the help he – that's what I was saying, he got the help he needed. They they already brought in a psychologist right. to deal with him. But, I mean, it, it's it's like anything in sports. I mean, you see it in baseball, pitchers get the yips. I mean, it's it's, it's anything. It's It's mental and it's – it's it's not I mean it's not easy to overcome I mean I hope I hope he can get over it I mean you see some people that just never get over it but I mean the the kid's talented like I said it's not like he can't kick he's just never had to deal with something like this and I don't know if the I don't want to say mental toughness but it's something that he's going to have to learn to cope with Pat you were going to say something Yeah um, I think they put the kid in a uh, a terrible spot. Uh, by drafting him in the second round, the expectations went way up, and I don't think there was any need to draft him in the second round. Uh, Jason Light has implied that they thought somebody else was going to take him, uh, and that's why they jumped up and got him. But uh, you know, I'm 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 a believer that you don't draft kickers except for maybe in the sixth or seventh round, and only then they've got to be pretty special. Um, you look around the league, there's a, a ton of undrafted kickers that are all doing pretty well, and uh, and I just don't think the kicker is is important enough to warrant a number two draft pick. Um, if you look at the end of the year, if you look at the the final stats, uh, you know what's the difference between the the best kicker in the league and the and the worst kicker in the league um, in terms of points. And we're, we're probably talking 15 or 20 points. So I just don't think it's that important, and I, I think they made a mistake in drafting him. You know, here's here's another point to, to jump in on with that, uh, Yaz and everyone, is you've got a lot invested in him, right? And he's going to end up he, – it's arguable that he cost them the game last week against the Rams with a missed field goal and a missed extra point put them in a position where they had to take some unnecessary risks at, at the end of the game and they weren't able to pull it out. Now you can't go on with that much longer. And if he were uh, 
a quote unquote normal kicker, uh, they would be bringing in uh, people uh, audition to replace him. But you're not going to admit a major mistake this early in the season. So what I think could happen, and just keep your eye on this, if his struggles continue, he might come up with a mysterious groin injury that'll require him to go on IR for the year and, and allow them to kind of stash him, let him work through whatever issues he's got, bring in, you know, a journeyman kicker who, who can uh, provide some help and then uh, come back and try it again next year. Cause, cause this can't go on. Uh, this is just wildly unacceptable. You know, Joe, so, uh, go ahead. And I'm wondering if, uh, I'm wondering if Pat agrees with me because Pat is well versed in, in things that happen uh, behind the scenes that, that the fans don't see. Um, Pat, isn't this the kind of situation in some way um, could really uh, drive a little bit of a wedge between the GM and the coach uh, briefly uh, in the short term? Uh, you know, because Dirk Cutter's trying to win games, Pat, and yeah. the Bucks don't win a lot of blowouts. They're close games. They need the kicker to do what what, what they're supposed to do. And, and Jason Light, uh, Jason Light is invested in Aguayo in a way that Dirk Cutter is not, Pat. So uh, who knows what kind of conversations are going on uh, upstairs at one buck right now. Yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall. And, you know, seriously, my opinion is uh, they could have gone with Connor Barth or or Patrick Murray uh, or, you know, someone along those lines and uh, not use that draft pick on a kicker. They could have used it on – on a position player that, in theory, uh, would be a starter because he's a second rounder and most second rounders start. Um, so Dirk, uh, Dirk has to be uh, questioning that pick a little bit because it, it, it cost him a, a position player. Well, and the Bucks could definitely, as we've seen, their receiving core is really not very good, and uh, the one thing that they lack is speed. Uh, on the outside, <clears throat> and I, you know, I'd have to go back and look at the draft to see who was available when they traded up to get Aguayo. But uh, there were a receiver who could be an impact player and maybe take some heat off Mike Evans. Um, sure would have looked awful good right there. Yeah. yeah. And Jim, uh, another Florida State uh, alumni who is uh, under scrutiny, uh, and I don't think it's fair after three weeks, uh, is the kid under center, Jameis Winston, uh, who I think played pretty well last week, certainly was not among the primary culprits uh, when you score 32 points against a good defense. Uh, Allison, the problem with Winston right now, and it's not his fault, he's throwing too much. Uh, He's thrown more passes, I believe, than any quarterback in the NFL through three weeks, and this well-balanced Buck offense, Jim, that set franchise records last year under Dirk Cutter, uh, all of a sudden it's out of whack. They don't run the ball often. They don't run it well. And here come the Broncos. Allison, uh, Winston's going to be in a lot of, a lot of serious pain if, he, if he's throwing the ball 50 times against Denver on Sunday. 
Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I don't understand the scrutiny behind Jameis. I mean, you see everything that he did last year, and you have to remember, the kid is in his second year in the NFL. So, I mean, there's still there's still growing pains. I mean, he's still got a lot to learn. I mean, you look at what's around him. I mean, he's he's young, and I think – I don't know if people forget that or, you know, you have this stellar rookie season, and it's – like that's the expectation all all around, and it's unrealistic. I mean, yeah, he's not doing as well, I think, as what, what people expect him to and what he expects himself to. But at the end of the day, you got to remember, the, the kid is still fresh. <laughs> he's not an experienced quarterback by any means. Well, Joe, he could be a senior in uh, – in college right now. That's what well, he could you, be. Yeah, he he could be. You could say that about a lot of players who come into the NFL. But I'm, and I'll see if Yaz agrees with me on this. I think Jameis Winston's biggest problem last week was he didn't have Doug Martin, and without yeah. a without a ground game to keep some heat off of him, you know, he's going to throw 50 times like he did last week, and they put up 32 points. So it's not like he was inept. And and it's but you know he's got Cameron and Braid at tight end. He's got uh, you know uh, Adam uh, Humphreys. Adam Humphreys is uh, a nice player, but come on. And um, you've got to have that stud horse back there at um, at running back to take some of the heat off of him, and it's just not there. Yeah, and I think that's you know that's part of the reason Jameis had such a good rookie season was. Uh, Doug Martin was healthy for the full season and, and put up big numbers, and I think that really took the pressure off Jameis a lot. Um, and, you know, he's playing okay right now. Um, might not be quite what everybody wants, but in the grand scheme of things, he's one of their lesser problems. They got they got much bigger problems, much bigger fish to fry than, than Jameis Winston. Um, and he's he's going to keep getting better. Um, but uh, you, you worry about putting him out there against a team like Denver uh, and asking him asking him to throw the ball 50 times because he is going to get beat up and uh, and things could get ugly and you you could end up ruining ruining the kid that way. So they they've got to uh, find a way to incorporate the running game a little bit. Um, you know, without Doug Martin there, that's not going to be easy. Um, but they've got a couple other guys, and they might as well roll the dice and, and give those guys a chance to carry the ball. You're listening to the Sunshine Boys podcast here on SportstalkFlorida.com. I'm Jim Williams, your host, along with Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson, the Sunshine Boys. We have our Sunshine Girl from in Tallahassee <laughs> at ABC 27, Allison Posey. And we have today's pigskin.com feature writer, Pat Yacintkis, and uh, welcome to everyone. Glad to have you with us. Uh, big game, guys and gal, on uh, on Sunday night, Ira's Chiefs and the Steelers square off in Pittsburgh. That's kind of an early test for both teams because, um, you know, no one wants to fall two games back in the, uh, in the division, and it looks at this point in time like... Uh, uh, the Raiders are a good football team, but the Ravens have them at uh, at home. And uh, we've already established that Joe's team is going to win. So um, 
it's key for Pittsburgh to stay to keep pace. And it's also key uh, key for the Chiefs to keep pace. I think the Steelers are going to be in an ornery mood, uh, guys, because uh, they were spanked uh, by cross-state rivals uh, in Philly. Uh, this Carson Wentz looks tremendous right now. It's early, uh, but he looks great. Uh, look, Pittsburgh is not the old Steelers that are defined by defense. They're not. Uh, they are a very good offensive team, especially when uh, Le'Veon Bell comes back. Uh, but their defense is, is okay, just okay. And the Chiefs have one of the uh, – Pat, one of the great young corners, I think, in the game, and Marcus Peters, um, he's coming on very, very fast. And we'll see when he tangles with Antonio Brown. Pat, that, that's a heck of a matchup. My uh, issues with the Chiefs are on offense. Uh, the Jets basically handed the game to Kansas City last week, all those turnovers. But if the Chiefs got to drive 80 yards, Pat, week after week, I don't think they got the weapons around Alex Smith to do it. I think they're a good team, uh, but but they're not an elite team in my eyes. No, they're they're not. Uh, I think they're a very well coached team with with Andy Reid, uh, but just their overall talent level is not uh, not anything close to uh, being an elite team. Um, but uh, that said, they're they're going to win some games because of Andy Reid and. Um, what he has built there as far as chemistry. Um, and I, I also couldn't agree with you more about the uh, Steelers being ornery this week. Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania, and I, I know Eagles fans and, and Steelers fans, and uh, that was a huge game. And uh, Steelers fans and players uh, took the loss very hard, and they're going to be out to try to get revenge for that. So, I, I kind of like the Steelers in that game, especially because it's, it's in Pittsburgh. Along with, of course, ABC 27 in Tallahassee, sports director Allison Posey. This, of course, was the NFL edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast, featuring, of course, the Sunshine Boys themselves, Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson. I'm Jim Williams, your host, and we hope that you continue to read all of the fine work that Ira Joe, myself, and many others do on SportsTalkFlorida.com. Until next time, this has been the Sunshine Boys Podcast.